It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. This is the April 30 edition of the WIA National News. And this week, WIA AGM registration is now open. WIA Director Peter VK4EA joins us, as does from the RAOTC, Clive VK6CSW. Plus, much, much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. G'day. For the WIA News, this is Peter, VK4EA, on behalf of the WIA Board. Warm greetings to all listeners from Turrbal and Yagara country. By now you should all have received the notices for the May 13 WIA Annual General Meeting via email and the Amateur Radio magazine. For those who wish to be there in person, we have secured a nice venue in our nation's capital thanks to the Uni of Canberra. Most of the directors will be present. Unfortunately, I cannot be there in person during an upcoming trip away, but I will be there virtually using the Uni of Canberra's live video conferencing facilities. For those like me that cannot be there in person, please keep an eye out for the registration messages. And without prior registration, you will not be able to participate remotely. Items in the agenda are presentation of the audited financials for the year ended December 2022, confirmation of elected directors, a very important life membership nomination, and the WIA awards. Following the AGM, there'll be an open forum. This is an excellent opportunity for you to ask questions, make suggestions, and even better, volunteer. This has been Peter, BK4EA, on behalf of the WIA Board of Directors for the WIA National News. Thanks, Peter. Now, don't forget, register now for the AGM. The link is in our text edition, best read at wia.org.au. Education, and this week we're off to Melbourne and Peter, VK3BFG. Amateur Radio Victoria will be holding another online tutorial for the Foundation Licence, starting Monday the 22nd of May. It is expected that participants will have read the book, Your Entry to Amateur Radio, available from the Amateur Radio Victoria or Wireless Institute of Australia websites. The cost of the tutorial is $60 and goes for three nights, 7 till 9pm. An online assessment service is offered at the end. You can enrol right now via the Amateur Radio Victoria website and it is open to anyone, anywhere. I'm Peter, VK3BFG. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southwest Western Australia, it can be heard on 160 metres on 1845 kHz at 0600 local time during summer and 0700 local time during winter. I'm Phil, VK6 Golf X-Ray in Kijikana. I'm Graham, VK4BB, at the Q News Workbench, where if you measure once, you're sure to cut twice. We've all picked up a radio and switched it on, only to hear an awful scratchy noise emitting from the speaker. Richard Langer, speaking, and no pun intended, Mr Speaker, on Hackaday, is no stranger to this problem and has identified a cheap and unusual solution using toilet paper. Certainly not a fix that could have been done at the beginning of the COVID outbreak. Now, the cause of the scratchy sound is that 
when the speaker's paper cone warps, it can cause the voice coil to rub up against the magnet assembly. In time, this wears out insulation on the coil's turns, damaging the speaker. Richard found that realigning the coil to its proper place would rectify the issue. And this can be achieved by stuffing a small amount of toilet paper in the back of the speaker, just between the cone and the metal housing. To identify the right spot to put the paper, one simply presses on the back of the speaker lightly with a pen while listening out for the scratchy sound to stop. The paper can then be stuffed into this area to complete the fix. This can realign the cone and voice coil and stop the scratchy sound for good. Media Watch and the station of shortwaveradio.de is run by shortwave radio enthusiasts from their transmit site in Lower Saxony, Germany. Their program frequently features amateur radio-related topics. Now, the new transmission schedule for this European summer is 0700 to 1700 UTC weekends and on Monday to Friday, 1500 to 1700 UTC. The frequency, 6160 kHz AM. You can also hear it from 1700 to 2300 UTC daily on 3975. Now, if you do hear the stations, particularly down under, send in a reception report with at least 30 minutes of program details, including the comments. QSL manager Mario will reply with a printed QSL card. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's national news service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW Jason. Hello. World Amateur Radio Day stations celebrating until today include Belgium, Oscar Tango 23WARD. Croatia, 9-Alpha 23-WARD. And South Africa, Zulu Sierra 9-WARD. Leading this week's international news from Region 1, following the recently held RSGB AGM, a brief board meeting was held to consider necessary appointments. The board was aware that Stuart Bryant, Golf 3 Yankee Sierra X-Ray, who had been in a dual role since the resignation of Richard Horton, Golf 4 Alpha Oscar Juliet, had expressed a willingness to continue as chair if required. It was agreed that Stuart should be co-opted to the board, and he was asked to join the meeting. He was then elected unanimously to serve as chair until the 2024 AGM. Connect. This is the RSGB's idea of connecting, via ham radio, all of the ancient fire beacon sites around the UK. Now Ofcom has agreed to a block of 676 special event station call signs for the RSGB's B-Connect activity for the coronation of the King and Queen Consort. And yes, you heard correctly, 676 special calls. These are Golf Bravo 23, Bravo Alpha Alpha to Bravo Zulu Zulu, which will be made available throughout May and June. The RSGB is asking its members to find a beacon site they could activate one or more times for this event. Hams in Hungary's National Ham Radio Society want to hear from you. Yes, we hams around the world are being invited to provide our views and share experiences about amateur radio through an online survey. The short survey asks questions about your personal preferences and radio history, but also wants to know what your priorities are. 
whether it's your operating preferences, your expectations from membership in a national society, or the roles you think a local club should have. There are also questions about whether you know very many active younger operators. The Society is interested in having the survey responses in time for the youngsters on the Air Region 1 camp, which it's hosting in August in Hungary. The group would also like to present the survey results at the IARU General Conference in November. A link to the survey appears in the text edition of this week's WIA National News. To Region 2, look what I found. Hours after the first test flight of SpaceX's Starship ended with the spacecraft and its super-heavy booster tumbling until it was commanded to explode, possible debris from the colossal rocket has begun to wash up on the shores surrounding the company's Starbase launch facility in Boca Chica, Texas. Photos shared on social media showed that more than one person had come across small fragments of the black-and-white ceramic tiles from the Starship. Though the Starship test flight was a privately funded activity, it was conducted under a Federal Aviation Administration launch licence, asserting it was being undertaken with the oversight of the United States. As a party to the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, protections are extended that any spacecraft components found anywhere on Earth or in space remain the property of the launch operator until such time that the entity explicitly relinquishes them. As such, all of the Starship debris remains SpaceX's property, even if it's found on private property or in the Gulf of Mexico. On April 3, Rhea Joram, November 2, Romeo Juliet joined the board of directors of Amateur Radio Digital Communications, ARDC. After seeing what ARDC has done and is doing, I'm a believer. So I'm here to make that happen, she said. Rhea, N2RJ, has been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1997 after first having been licensed in her native Trinidad and Tobago. She's served on the board of the American Radio Relay League and the ARRL Foundation and is actively involved in amateur radio outreach and education through speaking at clubs, conventions, social media, her weekly radio show on WRMI Shortwave Radio and her YouTube channel. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering from NYU Tandon School of Engineering and currently works in software and systems development for the financial industry and design consulting for renewable energy and energy storage projects. Congratulations, Ria. And rounding up international news from Region 3 to Fiji. One member of the team is back home from the recent Bouvet Island 3 Yankee Zero Juliet D expedition. But not for long. Cesar, Victor Echo 3, Lima, Yankee Charlie, is getting ready to put one of the Fiji Islands back on the air after too many years of things being quiet there. Yanuta Island, IOTA number Oscar Charlie 189, was activated first in 1993 and then again in 2007, but there's been no radio operation there since. Cesar will be on the air May 1st through to the 5th using the call sign 3 Delta 2 Lima Yankee Charlie. Xworld.net reports he'll be on most of the HF bands and will operate both CW and SSB. While not as harsh an environment as the one found on remote Bouvet Island, Unuta does not have any visitor accommodation. Cesar said he will be able to locate a generator and gas as well as food and water to use during his stay. 
For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. Who listens to radio? I'm Michelle, VK2 AYL. This is Andrew, VK3 Charlie Alpha Hotel. This is Kevin, VK4 UH. I'm Colin, VK5 XY. This is Stephen Green, VK2 TSG. I'm Felix, VK4 FU QNM. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with VK4 FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Now, contest wise, May 6th, next Saturday, Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, 10 hours UTC to 11.46 UTC. May 2021, Don Edwards Memorial Slow Morse Contest, 80 metre section, Saturday 20th from 6 to 9 pm AEST. 40 metre section, Sunday 21st from 1 to 4 pm AEST. June 24, 25, Winter VHF UHF Field Day. 0100 hours UDC Saturday 24, 005, 9 hours UDC Sunday 25. NVK6 add 3 hours on the start and end times. June weekend prior to the second Monday of June, VK Shires. QIP day happens June 17. UHF World Championship Contest takes place the second full weekend of July, beginning 1200 hours UDC Saturday and ending 1200 hours UDC Sunday, July 8 and 9. July 15, Trans Tasman Band Contest, third weekend in July. 160, 80 and 40 metres with SSB, CW and digital. Ritty or PSK. DX Window. These Aussie special calls on air are worth listening for. VI 2023 HRH. 1st to 31st of May. Celebrates the coronation of King Charles III. The next four are in play to year's end. VI 10 VKFF. Celebrates the 10-year anniversary of the VKFF group. VI100MB celebrates the centenary year of the Manly Warringah Radio Society. VK90AR for the 90 years of the WIA's journal, Amateur Radio Magazine. VK100ZL celebrates the centenary of the first trans-Tasman radio contact between Australia and New Zealand. Special call sign 3A8AB is operating from Monaco until today, Sunday the 30th of April, commemorating the 100th anniversary of the first transatlantic amateur radio 2A contact between Leon Deloy, F8AB, and Fritz Schnell, 1MO in 1923, QSL via Logbook of the World. JD1BMH is on the air from Ogazawa until May the 5th, Listen for him on 40 to 10 metres where he's using CW, SSB and RITI. For QSL and other details, follow the link on qrz.com to the JD1VMH webpage. DR100X-ray will be active until the end of June. It's a special call sign commemorating the 100th anniversary of the death of Wilhelm C. Runjan, the physicist whose discovery of X-rays earned him the inaugural Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901 and revolutionised diagnostic medicine. QSL via the Bureau, or direct to DJ6SI. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. 
From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3GTV. Cole. Hello, our first special interest group is Defence. And the U.S. Department of Defence will host this year's Armed Forces Day crossband test on the 13th of May. This annual event is open to all licensed amateur radio operators in the United States and will not impact any public or private communications. For more than 50 years, military and amateur stations have taken part in this event. The AFD crossband test is a unique opportunity to test two-way communications between military communicators and radio stations in the amateur radio service. These tests provide opportunities and challenges for radio operators to demonstrate individual technical skills in a tightly controlled exercise scenario. Military stations will transmit on selected frequencies and will announce the specific ham frequencies monitored. All times are Zulu and all frequencies are upper sideband unless otherwise noted. A complete list of frequencies, time periods, QSL cards and other information can be found at DOD Mars Armed Forces Day. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Soto Mountain Goat says, Tag, you're it. For this story, we catch up with a very grateful Soto activator who has this important message for all those hams who, like him, have achieved the coveted status of Mountain Goat. Tag, you're it. Jim Damron, L8TMW, tells us his story. Dave Altman, KO4YLZ, is looking for a few new goats. Actually, he's looking for a few old goats, too. Now, none of this has anything to do with age. It's a reflection of pride in Dave's recent accomplishment. The soda activator achieved mountain goat status in the Summits on the Air award scheme on March 30th, 11 months after making his first successful soda activation. When his informal mentor, Dean K2JB, celebrated his new status by saying, Welcome to the herd, Dave felt inspired to give something back to colleagues in his own region. What better way to identify a local goat than with genuine ear tags, the kind of tags Dave sees often on some of the local livestock? Using the Soda logo with permission, Dave had the durable plastic tags laser printed for all those in the W4 region of Soda who attained the necessary 1,000 points for mountain goat status. He's giving them as gifts to fellow members of the herd, and no, he doesn't expect anyone to attach the tags to their ears. These are for bags used on Soda outings. Dave said in a recent email to Newsline that he had already given out seven but has many more. Using the Soda Reflector and the Groups.io board for his local region, he's told fellow mountain goats to either email their name, call sign, and mailing address, or better still, meet up with him sometime for an activation. Picture it. Just a couple of mountain goats climbing their next summit together. That would not be so bad. This is Jim Dameron. NATMW. Thanks, Jim. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. SpaceX put new satellites into orbit. The SpaceX Falcon 9 Transporter 7 mission has placed these satellites carrying amateur radio into orbit and have been added to the AMSAT NATLE distribution list. Kilixat, uncoordinated frequency, 436.900 MHz. 
Serbi IARU coordinated frequency 437.250 MHz. Inspire Sat 7 IARU coordinated frequencies 435.2002 MHz and 437.4100 MHz. Rosie CubeSat 1 IARU coordinated frequency 436.8252 MHz. TLEs, or two-line elements, often referred to as Keplerian elements, or KEPs in our amateur community, are the inputs to most amateur tracking programs, and weekly updates are completely adequate for most amateur satellites. TLE bulletin files are updated Thursday evenings around 2300 UTC, or more frequently if new high-interest satellites are launched. Still on Space News, and Nokia and NASA to put wireless service on the moon. A whole new wireless network of sorts is being looked at for the Moon. An LTE-4G network destined for the Moon is expected to launch on board a SpaceX rocket when the bugs are ironed out, according to plans from the Finnish telecommunications giant Nokia. According to reports on CNBC, it's part of a partnership with NASA that envisions the creation of the first colony on the lunar surface. A message on Nokia's webpage states that the network will be designed to support the transmitting of telemetry, biometrics and sensing applications and will also be available for HD video and robotics. Nokia states that the high bandwidth network will be a vital tool in NASA's plan for so-called sustainable exploration of the moon. NASA chose the Finnish telecommunications company back in 2020, announcing Nokia's role in the Artemis Lunar Program to return a human presence to the Moon, this time for extended operations by the end of the decade. According to the Nokia website, the network would include an LTE base station with integrated evolved packet core functionalities, LTE user equipment and RF antennas. The system will have hardware redundancy and through its software, the capacity for remote operation. At the cheaper end of the scale is a $50 satellite in orbit. $50 Sat, also known as Eagle 2, is an open-source pocket cube satellite project that was designed to demonstrate the feasibility of building and launching a functional satellite for just $50. The project was launched 10 years ago in 2013 with the goal of providing a simple and low-cost platform for educational and amateur space missions. $50 Sat is equipped with a basic communication system, including a UHF-VHF transceiver, a microcontroller and a simple power system. The satellite is based on a modular design which makes it easy to modify and customize for different missions. One of the key innovations of $50 Sat is the use of commercial off-the-shelf components such as a cell phone battery and a Bluetooth module, all of which helps to lower costs. The satellite also leverages a number of open-source hardware and software tools making it easier for others to build their own satellites based on the $50 sat design. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Maritime, an historic event. Amateur Radio is about to commence from the historic warship HMAS Vampire, located at the Australian National Maritime Museum in Sydney's Darling Harbour. The HMAS Vampire Radio Room Team will consist of seven amateur radio operators, all ANNM volunteers, on 7050 kHz CW and 7150 kHz SSB, all days except Sundays during the normal operating hours of the museum. Listen out for the call sign VK2VMP.
This new partnership with the museum also provides an excellent opportunity for visitors to see the ship and experience the world of amateur radio. HMAS Vampire is a daring class destroyer which was commissioned in 1959 and served in the Royal Australian Navy until 1986. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. And Clive, VK6CSW, is here to remind us that tomorrow, being the first Monday of the month, means it's time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club to go to air. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW. This month, instead of the usual broadcast, we will offer an historical broadcast from years past by Alan Doble, VK3AMD. The usual news and information will be broadcast next month. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmission times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. Members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the new venue, the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, will be held on Tuesday, May the 9th. All are welcome, and further details are published on the club's website. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the May RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the programme, and please join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. And from the old-timer to the young-timer, Alec, VK2APC, and Radio Amity young-timers, Yota. Thank you, Cole. Youngsters on the Air, or Yota, was founded in 2011 by a small group of young radio amateurs in IARU Region 1. Together, they created the world's first Yota camp, which brought friends together for a weekend to play ham radio. This effort got the attention of the IARU Region 1, and shortly thereafter, Yoda became an officially supported advocacy organization for youth and amateur radio. This idea then spread to Region 3 and 2 of the IARU, where Youth on the Air Americans began conducting camps for and by Young Hams in 2020. Now a $125,000 US grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications will fund Yoda Americans summer camps through to 2025. In addition, the grant will allow the group to increase the number of campers from 30 to 50 in 2024 and 2025. The 2023 camp will take place in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada in just a few months on July 16th through to July 21st. And on a closing note, a special thanks to the activators who I spent time with, including the organizers Alan, VK1AO, and Marty VK4KC, and to those I made contact with on the air during this weekend's Pilliger Park Fest. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec VK2APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. And that wraps up the segment for this week. I'll catch you again next week. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, 
www.wia.org.au. 2023 social scene and clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. Details of all WIA-affiliated clubs and societies can be found on the WIA website, including email addresses and the website links, wia.org.au. In VK3, next weekend, Moorabbin Hamfest, May 6. For the whole of VK, but it's happening in Canberra, the WIA AGM, May 13 at 10.30am, Australian Eastern Standard Time. A hybrid event conducted both in person and by video conference and able to be viewed on an internet streaming platform. Remember, the WIA AGM registration link is now open. In VK2, the Oxley Region 47th Annual Field Day at Warhope, June 10 and 11, and also June 10 and 11 in VK5, the Serg Convention and Fox Hunting Championships. September 9 in VK4, it's Sunfest in Tasmania. In fact, in Hobart, November 4 and 5, it's Alara Meet 2023. And in VK5, Amateur Radio Experimenters Group, Radio and Electronic Sale, November 26. Now, WIA News rebroadcasters often give shortwave listeners a welcome to the broadcasters. They commence callbacks straight after the local news. Now, local news follows the national news in all states, and it would be great if those shortwave listeners would email their reception reports and location, and I'll give you this address. It's an email, callbacks at wia.org.au. That's callbacks at wia.org.au. Now, until we meet again, remember to give it 100%, unless you're donating blood. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.